Hello and welcome to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. Today I want to talk about a conference I went to in Atlanta called Mies 2023. And this is the sixth year that they've been putting up this conference. It's all Marriott people within the Marriott company. It's about food and beverage and culinary. The hotel manager nominated me and another person at the hotel I work at. And this was actually maybe like two and a half months ago. It was a while back. And with Mies is also a women of food and beverage. The women of food and beverage has something scheduled around the Mies conference where also men within the industry can go. It was actually really interesting. It was funny to be back in Atlanta because that's where I graduated high school. The first time I visited Atlanta was when I was living in Germany. My mom was there at the time, and this was was like 14. She was taking some Touch for Health conferences and classes, and these are all like natural medicine classes. I went to meet her in Atlanta from Germany with my brother, and we were there for about three weeks. And we just saw the sights of Atlanta, spent time with my mom. It was so nice. And this was in 1995. It was right before the Olympics. So the city was just super modern. Everything had been built for the Olympics. That's what I had, you know, in my mind. And then I moved there. And it was actually a turning point when I moved to Atlanta because that's when I realized I wanted to go into acting. I had done drama in New Mexico in high school and I loved it. And I also got to draw and paint in New Mexico in high school. But in Atlanta, I had to pick one. I couldn't do both. So I picked art and drawing. And then I realized I missed acting. And that's when I moved to New York. So that was actually a very important year for me. Going there for the conference was interesting because I had all these memories of me with my mom, you know, we'd either shop in Atlanta and I was staying in Buckhead. So we'd go to Buckhead to shop or we'd go eat around the city. Yeah, it was just interesting, you know, because even though it was a long time ago, your memories are right back there and it's not long at all. You know, time is just so irrelevant because everything is in your brain. Yeah, I guess it was kind of sad, but also happy because they were good memories. I mean, aside from moving to Atlanta for high school in my senior year, that was a bit traumatic, you know, going from a place where people knew me and then to a new high school where I had to make all these friends again. That was rough. But again, it had to happen. No regrets. That's just life. That's just how things are. You go through it, on to the next thing. But if it wasn't for Atlanta, I don't think I would have moved to New York. Back to the conference. We sign up. That's when we enter this room for the women of F&B. It's women from all over the country that work at a Marriott hotel. And we all introduce ourselves one by one. Basically, our position and where we traveled from, where we work and what our favorite spices. Within that, 
there were some speakers. There was one, and on Instagram, her name is Jane, and it's called Pen to Paper. So it's Pen, P-E-N, two, like the number two, P-A-P-E-R, dash, project. And I love what she had to say. Basically, we all got a journal, and she is very pro-journals and said, instead of meditating for 20 minutes, if you write for seven minutes, it's the same effect. Her message is to get everybody to journal for at least seven minutes every day. She basically said, write about anything for seven minutes. And even though she said you can write about anything, it just, it was calming. And it was just nice to kind of get permission just to do that. There was this blank piece of paper and she said, write what is on your mind, write something that is important to you, your goals, what you want to achieve, and this will be mailed to you, I think she said in like three months. So basically, yeah, it was me writing to myself and it just made me kind of emotional because yes, I have things I want to achieve, but there's also things that I doubt and I guess for me, a lot of the time, work is fine. You know, work is busy, work is good, but I want more than that. I want more than to work at this hotel. You know, and who knows when, but I've been thinking more and more about my own cafe and just developing my own thing. I don't know the timing of that. I guess I really just want to look into that direction more and more. This is something that I realized by going to this convention that this is my next step. You know, I've known it for a while, but I just feel more and more confident about it. And I think that's important too. You know, if you have a dream, if you have a goal, the more you want that, the more that develops in your mind. You know, and maybe by writing about it and just kind of creating that, making that realization. The more you dream about something, the more details you have about it every time. You know, how do I want it to look? What do I want to serve on my menu? Like more and more ideas. To me, I feel like that's how you create your future. You know, by thinking about it, by talking about it, by writing about it. I don't know, I think that's just, I think that's a positive step, you know, in the right direction. But the speaker was saying how almost everything will work again if you unplug yourself and just write. So the more you write, the more you communicate with clarity, the more you eliminate stress, and the more it allows you to be productive. And also when you write, you think in a better language to write more clearly than you would saying it. You know, writing allows you to use better words but it was just a really positive session you know because as women in the industry we I mean I guess I can talk about myself you know everything I've gotten in life I've worked for I've never gotten one thing because of this I mean yes there's my resume and I know that each job I've had has led me to the next you know, and I have worked my way up. But, for example, in acting, if I would get a role, I fought to get that role. You know, I didn't have an agent. 
I would look to find these rules online, in the paper, anywhere, and I would go out for them, I would audition. I worked hard. I worked hard to get the roles I did. I worked hard to get the jobs I did in culinary. And I can say that as a woman in the industry, I have felt that I needed to be better and work harder because it is so male-dominated. I mean, especially in the kitchen. And there's always gonna be male chefs that talk down to you. There's always gonna be male chefs that will just say stuff without thinking about it. And you just have to let it roll off your back. Don't ignore it, but use it in a positive way. And I talk back. You know, I don't just let things sit. But there's a point where if somebody says something to you and they're angry or upset, oftentimes there's no point to shoot something back. You know, and when I do, it doesn't always make a difference. But the point is, you don't have to be perfect all the time. It's not about perfection. You know, it's about bringing the ideas you have to life and the impact you have and what you bring to the table is more important than perfection. These women speakers are talking about how leadership can be a lot of different things. Stay true to your center, stay true to who you are, and how do we as leaders support others? And I know from the jobs I've had in the industry how it's important how we speak to others. You know, I wanna be respectful to the people on my team because I know how I was spoken to when I was in the kitchen and how I would go into the walk-in and just like cry for like 30 seconds <laughs> and go out as if nothing had happened. And also a point was made that it's hard to risk if our needs are not met, you know? So there's certain things you want met before you can risk and go out on a limb on your own ideas. So how can we let others take risks? How can we be supportive to others? And a big part of it is with patience, by having patience and being consistent and being supportive and listening to other people's needs, especially as managers. And another important point is seeking to understand. If somebody says something inappropriate or that you think is inappropriate, it may not be inappropriate for them. You know, again, communication is different for everybody. But then just realize that not every battle is meant to be fought. There's no point to fight all the time. I don't want to waste my energy all the time either. So that was kind of the first day. But every day we went, and this was for three days, and then there were two travel days. But every day there were all these huge amounts of food on the next day, it was basically from 7 a.m. till like 10 p.m. We started with breakfast, which was amazing. There were all these different stations. And then it went to all these different speakers in a large ballroom. And I have to talk about a couple of the speakers because they were so inspirational to me. That evening, we went out with sponsors of China and Plates. Basically, they ordered almost everything on the menu. And this restaurant was called Cooks and Soldiers. And it was so delicious. It was amazing. If you're ever in Atlanta, look this restaurant up. It was so good. 
and it was Spanish tapas with kind of an American flair, but it was perfect. I mean, we had octopus, we had these delicious vegetables that were smoked, we had a ribeye, which was served on this big board, and it was cooked perfectly. It tasted so buttery, and I'm not even a huge steak kind of person, but this was done very well. There was a full-size fish. It had been deboned, but the flavor of it was so delicious. It was so tender and just cooked perfectly. But we had so many different dishes. And as excited I was to see all this different food, and of course, I tried everything, but I was so full. And then, of course, on top of that, we had white wine, red wine. I had this Spanish cider. And then we had dessert. And I was so full from this whole thing that I couldn't even eat the next day. Like, it was just too much. And in between the speakers, there were all these different breaks with cocktails, alcoholic cocktails, non-alcoholic cocktails, and then all these mini kind of bites to eat. It was just so much food all the time. But it was very interesting. I had a really great time. And on the big day of conference, there was a speaker, and she's a chef, and her name is Rosalind Darling. And she was talking about how we eat our feelings. And these are cravings from our lives and the world that's happening around us. And everything she was talking about, I was so drawn to because, yeah, I eat my feelings. Um, But what she was talking about is culinary compassion. Everything is involved, your human senses, your emotions, the cultural factors. And she was saying basically how to walk in the shoes of your guests. Like, do you have compassion to do that? You know, it's not about you. It's about your guests. And then can you empathize of how they move through life? And be it at a hotel or not, even if I have my own cafe, you know, same thing. You think about your guests and what they would like to eat in the setting, etc. And then she was saying how compassion is like a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it and that the world around us influences us. So she made this um, example of the ramen boom in 2009 and how David Chang became popular. But then the recession also hit, you know, and the stock market plummeted. And then there were all these mortgages and all these houses were lost. So there was a reason why ramen had a boom. It's not just because it's delicious. I mean, it is. But everything that happened at that time worldwide was so distressing that having this ramen was comforting. It was indulgent, but it was also customizable. You didn't have to have everything that was in the bowl. You could change it. And at the same time, it was affordable. You know, so there was a reason why ramen became popular because of everything else that was going on around us which I thought was really interesting. I didn't really think about food in that way, like why there are trends, you know, because of what the world is up to around us. And then she was saying how having a lack of compassion erodes brands. The company has to change and be flexible to move 
with the compassion. You know, if you stop having compassion for your customer, then the company stops. You know, it doesn't continue. She was using an example of you have to adapt with what's going on in the world around you. So, for example, when COVID happened, you know, certain chefs, for example, like David Chang, he created a COVID take-home kit of the ramen. What a great idea. Or Gold Belly, or they have this food delivery service, so you didn't have to go out. It could be brought to your house. And then there was also a pop-up restaurant, and they called it Philadelphia. You know, the cream cheese Philadelphia. They changed it to Feel-Adelphia. At the time, you know, this was right after COVID, people wanted to come together. They wanted to feel. They had all this time separated and alone, and it just changed everything. This Philadelphia thing was a pop-up restaurant, and it sold out within like 10 minutes, all the seats in this pop-up. Because people want a human connection. And what made this different is that instead of having a dish, for example, the ribeye, they would call it, yes, you're awesome, I crushed it this week. You know, or like they put an emotion or a sentence to this dish that gave it a feeling. She did such a great presentation and gave me just this other dynamic of looking at things like why things are popular, that everything is more than just food. You know, and I know this based on why I love baked goods. You know, it's it's from all my childhood memories of going to these German bakeries and, and sharing the food with my family and my mom. And that's everyone. I mean, why do we love the childhood things we do, which now tastes horrible, you know, but you love it because of the connection you had and the memories you had of that time. And then there was another speaker. Her name was Maeve Webster, and her company is called Menu Matters. And basically, she looked into facts and trends going on at the time, basically saying, after COVID, so much has changed that now people are not predictable. You know, people are willing to spend more money for luxury because the things we thought we could trust, we couldn't because then COVID happened and everything changed. You know, so the companies that we've relied on, the brands that we relied on and were loyal to, now all of that has changed. People are willing to go to dollar stores, even though they have money, for things that they're not willing to spend money on, you know, so certain brands now are not as important because people would rather spend their money on experiences and activities. And it was interesting, too, because she was saying how women now over 45 from Generation X, they're making more money than 250 percent of women under 45 And that's a huge percentage. Like, that's a huge deal. You know, now they're making more money than any other women of any other age range under 45. And they're spending it on things that they care about, like luxury hotels, travel, 
food festivals. You know, those things are more important. People want more experiences, but they want them to be special. And she was saying how 54% will pay more for the right options, and people want an emotional engagement. And she was saying how impact is more important than before. You know, so service is more important than ever. And because people want compassion, people want you to listen, to know that you care, to take the time to listen. In the hotel industry, we have to take more time for details, even though we have less labor. I mean, the service industry got hit hard with people not really returning to work. And now they're, I don't know where they all went. Where'd all these people go? So things that people expect, basically to be greeted when you walk into a hotel or restaurant. You want the room to be clean. That was also important. You want friendly staff. And you want the hotel or establishment to remember you. And the thing is, food is the love language of humans. Like food translates in a way that nothing else ever will. And that's definitely true for me. You know, that's why I got into baking because of these special experiences. She was using this example. There is this hotel in Los Angeles called the Magic Castle. It's not a fancy hotel. It's like a very small family owned, not modern. Every room has its little balcony, it's painted yellow, but it has more and better reviews than the Four Seasons in Los Angeles. The speaker dove into why, like why is this magic castle more important or getting better reviews than the Four Seasons? And they had like 2,000 more reviews than the Four Seasons, which is huge. So basically what they had that made people want to give good reviews is they had a snack list with full-size snacks and they're free. They also offered free laundry and Wi-Fi. And also they wrapped your laundry for you and put like a drawn heart on it. And also at the pool, they had a popsicle hotline. So you could pick up the phone and somebody would come out with a popsicle. These were the reasons that this hotel got all these amazing reviews. Which is kind of crazy because these are small things. When you look at it, how funny is that? It's not the giant things that you think will make an impact. It's the small details. I mean, a popsicle hotline? How crazy is that? People just want to be surprised and delighted. Along the way, hotels sometimes look at the bigger things and they've lost what the guest wants or needs. And now than before, like everything that people have relied on has blown up. Like people are in constant chaos, basically. So when you're in constant chaos, there are no patterns and you adapt. You kind of live in the moment more. You know, so now more than ever than before, you can't say what people are going to do because they're acting in a different way. And she gave these examples of different behaviors. So when you're in crisis, you're either in a fight, flight, freeze, or focus. Basically, if you're in fight, you're fighting against something. So somebody always has to be the villain. In most cases, it's the airlines. So flight may be that you're no longer loyal to the brand. For freeze, she gave the example, like, I'm done. And if you've heard of this term bed rotting, she gave the example that 
you're just gonna be in denial and stay in bed for days and have all these snacks that surround you in bed. Or there's focus, which is revenge spending. You focus on things that bring you joy because that's what you can control. You know, that's what brings you connection. So by spending and going to these different hotels and properties, what you're spending on is providing the joy, you know, and it's the luxuries of hotels. So I thought that was really interesting too. You know, when you think about it, hotels or restaurants, I mean, we're in control of bringing people joy. They're such a huge part of these little things and the food. I mean, I know that when I travel, it's all about food, you know, and that brings me joy, unless it's like so much food in a small amount of time that I can't stand it anymore. And then there was another speaker, her name's Sabina Kindler, and she's from the company Australia Beef and Lamb. And they did this whole thing of talking about why Australian meat is so much better, basically, because they figured out a way to change the amount of methane that is given off by cows by changing the food and what the animals eat. And apparently, it's called leucana. I don't know how to really spell it. And also, they did this whole presentation in an Australian accent. So anyway, they said that by using leucana in their food it produces 64% less methane, which is huge. You know, and they developed basically, how can they make food better for the environment? It's probably not gonna go away. People are still gonna eat meat until the very end, right? How can it be made more sustainable? And they figured out to change the food that the animals eat. The quality of the Australian meat is huge. If it doesn't meet the quality that they're striving for, then they won't ship it. And then they have this whole program that you can sign up for and go to Australia if you're interested in what they do, you know, what the company does regarding the meats, which I thought, yeah, I'd be really interested in doing that, even though I don't know. I'd probably want to go there and just be with the animals and not see the whole other side of it, you know, and the slaughter. But I do like where the company is coming from, changing the way that they're doing things versus the U.S. regarding meat. And then there was a speaker that, this is the next day, I felt really drawn to. Her name is Mindy Siegel, and she's a pastry chef or baker. You know, she basically talked about how she started baking and why she was drawn to it talked about the major steps of her career. She lives in Chicago. She was talking about how she started at Charlie Trotter. Well, she became a pastry chef at Charlie Trotter at 23, then worked at this restaurant called Marche. And it was there that she worked at a restaurant called Marche. And it was there that she decided to open her own baking shop called Hot Chocolate. And this was in Chicago. And it was there that she got a James Beard Award and she was nominated six times. And she talked about basically the mistakes that she made. She realized that when she opened this bakery, that the first day it opened, she made a huge mistake. And she basically knew it would close. And I forget how long she said it was open, but I think she said eight years, like it was open for a while. 
The biggest mistake she made is how she treated the people that work for her. You know, and she said, it's important to treat them better. Don't demean your employees. Her example was that she was so stressed out regarding labor and everything that she had to spend on the business. Also spending money on taxes. And if somebody would mess up, she would yell at them because that's money being lost. But in the grand scheme of things, that's not important. What is important is how to treat your employees and to treat them well. And the better you treat them, the less mistakes down the road they'll make and they'll learn. And if you pay them well and treat them with respect and pay them with a living wage, they'll stay with you and appreciate you as a job gift. I mean, that makes sense, right? These are the things I want for me as an employee, so yeah. But she basically talked about her whole professional career, how she had awesome people working for her. This bakery closed right before COVID, right before everything shut down. And she said it was like the saddest day because all these people went from working with her for all these years and then not having anything. But I love everything that she had to say about the mistakes she had made, the positive of her bakery, how it made her a better person, a better businesswoman. You know, and I was so just inspired by that because she went for something, you know, and then she realized what she didn't realize before is when you open up your own place, you have to take care of all these different bills you know, the ingredients, the electricity, the taxes, all these people that you need. And it was through that when she opened her first bakery and then she wrote her own cookbook. It was through all of that that she became a better person, you know, and a better businesswoman. A couple years ago, she opened up another bakery. She said, this bakery is a perfect bakery and she's extremely happy and it was nothing like the feeling she had for the first bakery. You know, but I realized, yes, this is a married event. Yes, this is a corporate event. But it was through listening to Mindy talk about her whole just professional life and everything she had done with her own bakery. That's when I realized, yeah, like I, I want this. Like I can do it. And I feel like that was kind of important for me you know, to realize, yeah, like I can do it. You know, this whole time, especially working at the cafe in Flagstaff, I had so many ideas and all of them sold. I love the community in Flagstaff, but I loved that there I could have a connection with the customer and the guest. You know, I would work in the kitchen and then they'd, they'd see me through a doorway and wave and I'd chat with them and I'd see their reaction of the pastry they bought. And I think that's why I stayed there so long. You know, that's part of the reason why I stayed there so long because of that whole connection. You know, and now it's very different because I'm in the back of the house. I basically only hear complaints. You know, when everything goes well, you don't hear anything because everything's smooth, like everybody's happy. <laughs> You know, you only hear about things when people are unhappy and complaining. So then, of course, working in pastry, we're the ones that have to fix that. But now there's not that customer-guest connection. And yeah, that's when I realize more and more I'm just missing that. 
But it was through this convention that I realized, yeah, you know, this next step is is important to me. You know, and then Mindy was asked the questions like, what are what are the trends that you're doing in your bakery? And she said, well, she doesn't care about trends or what is popular in other places. Like, she's not interested in what other people are doing. You know, all she knows is she's doing and making these awesome pastries, and they're all selling. So she thinks, well, you know, my baked goods are the trends. (laughs) It was so funny because... This was a corporate event and a corporate convention, you know, but she is, she's a businesswoman and she's not part of the corporate world. And I love that. And I feel like she was my favorite speaker, you know, and I realized like, yeah, definitely. I look up to her. She totally inspired me. Like, yes, I think opening up your own restaurant is super hard or that's what everybody says. But I also think it can be so much more rewarding. But how would I know? You know, I just have to do it, right? And then something that she said, like she got a James Beard Award, but she didn't do it for the award. You know, she did it for the love of the food. Like she just focused on the things she wanted to create. And then she said, if you want awards, if you do something for an award or for fame or celebrity, it's never going to happen. You know, if you're not a cook to create, then step out of the kitchen. And she said that we're servants of people. There were a couple of quotes that I wrote down that I really like from these women speakers. One of them is, tell me and I forget, teach me and I may remember, involve me and I learn. And that's from Benjamin Franklin. What I need is someone who will make me do what I can and encourage me to do what I think I can't. And that's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And she was saying, find people that inspire you and create a list. And then after the convention with my colleague, we went to eat at a place called South City Kitchen, where I had fried okra, crab bisque, and fried green tomatoes, because I love fried green tomatoes. And it was so good. As I was walking there from the hotel, this thunderstorm started and totally soaked me. Like, it was raining so hard. And there was a threat of a hurricane coming up from Florida and possibly canceling my flight back to Denver. But luckily, that didn't happen. The hurricane kind of went in another direction. And then I came back to Denver, and the next day, I don't know, I was just so happy to be back in Aspen. I love the climate here. I love how green it is. And just that you're surrounded by all these mountains. You know, Atlanta, it's green, but the humidity, you know, it's not really for me. If you're in a city and you don't have a car, like everything is so spread out in Atlanta that everything takes about 30 minutes to get to. You know, I just really realized what a great place Aspen is to come back to. You know, and then the next day I went hiking. I went for this five-hour hike and was struggling a little bit because when you get back, you know, the elevation difference, and I hadn't hiked like that in a while, so I was totally feeling it in my legs. But I went up to 12,000 feet up this mountain, 
and it was beautiful. Oh, I did go in Atlanta to the St. Regis Hotel, and that hotel is so beautiful. It basically is like a giant mansion. When you walk in, there's two matching staircases on either side with a chandelier in the middle, and it just looks like this giant mansion. So beautiful. And there we had like this drinks and dessert evening. And the pastry chef there made these three beautiful desserts. She had just taken a class in Miami with Bashour, the pastry chef, B-A-C-H-O-U-R. And he makes such beautiful pastries. So her pastries looked very similar in his style, but they were delicious and so good. She made this chocolate mousse ball. On the very inside, it had a praline center. It was covered with like a, a chocolate mousse around it. And then it had a hard like praline shell on the outside. And then she also did this like lemon mousse bar, which was super cute. It had a, like this shiny yellow glaze. But my favorite was this strawberry mousse creation. On the very bottom, it had a gelée with very, very thin slices of actual strawberry. And the whole gelée just tasted like fresh strawberry. And it was covered with, it was like a type of meringue, but the meringue had different layers inside of it of strawberry mousse. And it had this really pretty red glaze. I loved it. It basically tasted like an actual fresh strawberry but it was all these different layers inside the dessert. It was so good. So I thanked her for the desserts. It was just such a great night. Like, I just feel very lucky, you know, that I was able to go, like, spend time with these different people, you know, and meeting other people within the brand. But also just that I had these realizations. I went and I realized, yes, I have other dreams. I want more. You know, and that's always a thing with me, right? Like when I've gotten somewhere and it's a good position, then I realize, okay, there's this other dream. That's my next step. But it was really through the conference that it wasn't just a realization, you know, because I've had this before, but it was more like a confidence that I can do it, you know, less of this fear of how could I ever do that, you know? I have the skills for it. I have the ideas for it. Basically, I just need the money for it. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the conference, they did this toast. There was a speaker in the corporate field, and she was just saying how all those women in that room, we are badass, you know? We've worked our way up, and she was saying how she knows how hard we've worked, you know, and it was just so refreshing to hear that because I think especially as women, we don't really talk about it. You know, we're just constantly working, looking at the next thing, but we're not talking about how hard we've worked or what we've lived through, what we've done. That's just life and we're used to it. We're not going to stop. We're going to just move on to the next thing and continue working hard that's the norm but having somebody stop and just talk about that yeah it made me realize yeah 
it's nice, you know, to be acknowledged and for somebody to just say, good job. You know, you've done a good job. You're a badass. And keep doing what you're doing. It doesn't take much. You know, at the end of the day, it's about living your dream. It's about fulfilling your dream and being happy at what you do. Being happy at making other people happy. Well, that's really what it comes down to. And to be respected. It's so easy in the kitchen to not be respected or to be taken for granted because you're just a cog in the wheel. So yeah, overall, this was a really positive trip and it's made me think about a lot of things. And now, because I've eaten so much, I've just been like interested in, in juicing and eating vegetables. <laughs> like, because there was so much meat too, you know, from this Australia beef and lamb company. And then they were showing these new ovens, these rational ovens that had just come out. They were testing meats in the oven, you know, so everything that they were testing, you got to try. And then Baria, like the pasta company was there and they had this new pasta. In the breaks we'd eat and then we'd eat during these different demonstrations. So there was just nonstop food all the time. Oh, I mean, I'm not complaining about eating, but you know, it's just when you have so many days of it, it's just nice to not eat, basically have more simplified days. But what I'm saying is, I'm saying to you, just take a minute stop or maybe write something for seven minutes anything that you want to and realize everything you've done and how far you've come visualize your next step visualize your next dream you know what is it that you want for yourself what is it that is going to bring you joy you know because i believe that when you're happy everything else will follow with that. I really do believe that. You know, and it's made me see how me being here and being around these mountains and being able to just hike has made me so happy. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. You know, my time here, and I've been here almost a year and a half, has gone by so fast. But I feel like in the time that I've been here, I've come a long way in myself and just what I feel is important for me. And in me being happy, that's when I realize, yes, like I'm ready for the next step and my next goal. Just take a minute and think about what you need and what makes you happy. Thank you for listening to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB, and until next time... I've been making a lot of fermented things. I want to talk about those items. So tune in next time. And please join me on Instagram at Chef KB. That's K-A-Y-B-E-E. Or on YouTube at Cat the Baker.